Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are once again in 1 Chronicles chapter 5, 1-26 through 26 for your Old Testament reading. Um, we're going to be reading Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel. He was the firstborn, but when he defiled his father's marriage bed, his rights of fir as firstborn was given to the sons of Joseph, son of Israel, so he could not list, be listed in the genealogical record in accordance with his birthright. And though Judah was the strongest of the brothers and the ruler came from him, the rights of the firstborn belonged to Joseph, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanach, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, the descendants of Joel, Shemaiah, his son Gog, his Gog his son, Shemaiah his son, Micah his son, Riah his son, Bel his son, and Bira his son, whom Tiglath Pileser, king of Assyria, took into exile. Bera was a leader of the Reubenites. Then the relatives by clans listed according to their genealogical records. Jeel the chief, Zechariah and Bela, son of Azaz, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Joel, the son they settled in in the area from Eor to Nebo and Belmion. To the east they occupied the land of the city of the edge of the desert that extends to the Euphrates River, because their livestock had increased in Gilead. During Saul's reign, they waged war against the Hagarites, who were defeated at their hands. They occupied the dwellings of the Hagarites throughout the entire region east of Gilead. Gad. The Gadites lived next to them in Bashan, as far as Salaka. Joel was the chief, Shepham the second, then Janiah and Shaphat in Bashan. Their relatives by families were Michael, Meshullam, Shabbat, Jarai, Jachin, Ziah, and Eber, seven in all. These were the sons of Abihail, son of Harai, the son of Jarah, the son of Gilead, the son of Michael, the son of Jeshiah, the son of Jad, Jahdu, the son of Buzz. Ahai, son of Abdel, the son of Guni, was the head of their family. The Gadites lived in Gilead, in Bashan, and its outlying villages, and all the pasture lands of Sharon, and as far as they extended. All these were the were entered in the genealogy, genealogical records during the reigns of Jotham, king of Judah, and Jeroboam, king of Israel. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh had 44,760 men ready for military service, able-bodied men who could handle shield and sword, who could use a, bowl, a bow, and who were trained for battle. They waged war against the Hagarites, Jeter, Nafish, and Nodab. They were helped in fighting them, and God handed the... Hagarites and all their allies over to them, because they cried out to him during the battle. He answered their prayers, and because they trusted in him, they seized the livestock of the Hagarites. Fifty 
thousand camels, two hundred fifty thousand sheep, and two thousand donkeys. They also took one hundred thousand people captive, and many others fell slain, because the battle was God's, and they occupied the land until the exile. The half tribe of Manasseh. The people of the half tribe of Manasseh were numerous. They settled in the land from Bashan to Baal Hermon, that is, Sinar, Mount Hermon. These were the heads of their families Ephr, Ishai, Elel, Azrael, Jeremiah, Hodaviah, and Jadil. They were the brave warriors, famous men, and heads of their families, but they were the unfaithful to the to the God of their fathers and per prostituted themselves to the gods of the people of the land, whom God had destroyed before them. So the God of Israel stirred up the spirit of Pol, king of Assyria, that is, Tiglath, Pileser, king of Assyria, who took the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh into exile. He took them to Hala, Habor, Hera, and the river of Gazan, where they are to this day. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in uh, Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 27, the New Jerusalem. We are nearly done with the old, with the New Testament. So what's going to happen after this is that um, probably what will happen is that we'll go back to the book of Matthew and reread um, the scripture starting from Matthew and we'll read through Revelation and we'll probably continue that until we get done with the Old Testament of the NIV. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. Um, the New Jerusalem. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and before and be their God. He wiped every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying for or pain, for the older order of things had passed away. He who who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, If it is done, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty I will give drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will, in, will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly and the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the adulterers and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is a second death. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to the mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem coming, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and the brilliance with that, like that of the, a very precious jewel, 
like jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall and twelve gates, and with twelve angels of the gates. On the gate, other gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod a gold, of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with a rod and found it to be twelve thousand stadia in length, and as wide as and high as it is long. He measured its its wall, and it was 144 cubits thick by man's measurements, which the angel was using. The Lord, the wall was made of jasper, and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chaltoni, the fourth emerald, the fifth Sadranox, the, the sixth Cornelian, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth Baral, the ninth Topaz, the tenth Chrysoprase, the eleventh Jack, Jackanth, and the twelfth Amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great city, the great street, of this city was a pure gold, like transparent glass. I did not see a tr- temple in the city, because, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon or to shine on it, for the glory of, the, of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. One on no on no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no light, no night, and the glory of and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Then nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does who what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I just praise you. I thank you for everything you've done. I ask that you watch over us and keep us safe. Keep us safe from cancel culture, Lord. Keep your church safe from the enemy, Lord, who is trying to keep us from worshiping you. Don't allow us to to don't allow the government of the United States to keep us from worshiping you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. You all have a wonderful day. God bless you. You all have a wonderful day.